This message is brought to you by Living Faith Church. You can find us on the web at livingbyfaith.com. Hey guys, how are you? Good, I like that a lot. I want to read this to you because <clears throat> I, just learned about th- I just learned about this yesterday, actually, last night. So my heart is I try to give it away so I can keep it. So I have to give it away to you guys so I can keep it, okay? But before I do that, Holy Spirit, we just thank you for your goodness. Just thank you that you're here. We just thank you that we actually called you here, that we acknowledged you, that, that we saw that you were here. Yeah, so just thank you, God. We're just going to feel his presence. So if you could just feel his presence. If you want to raise your hands, you can. If, if you just want to sit there, get nice and comfy, you can. But we're just going to acknowledge his presence. And if the offering basket comes by, don't, don't worry. You didn't lose him. He's still there. Yeah, so we're just going to wait a second because he's not in a hurry. So we just thank you, Holy Spirit. Just thank you, Holy Spirit. Cool. Bless you. Good place to be blessed. All right, so the word I have for you is sacrifice leads to an open heaven. And, uh, and it makes sense, right? When Jesus was sacrificed, when he died on the cross, it was an open heaven. And, uh, and it's pretty cool because I was thinking about sacrifice. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. I either go very far left or I go very far right. And anything that I do, I, I can't find a middle ground. Uh, even when I'm using channel locks, you, know, you guys know what all my workers, do you know what channel locks are? All right, cool. So there's a middle ground for it. And I can't seem to get it in the middle ground. I either open it too high or I open it too low, right? So when I, when I saw this sacrifice, I was like, okay, Jackie, we're going we're gonna to give all our money in our bank account away. We're going to sacrifice it all. All my time, no sleep. No sleep. Who needs sleep? Not me, Lord. I'm going to sacrifice it all for you. And God was like, calm down. <laughs> He's like, it's okay, buddy. There's a middle ground. And he was saying, the reason that you can't find the middle ground is because you need my perspective to be there. Right? Isn't that good? Come on. Isn't it good that you don't have to figure it all out by yourself? Right? So I was like, all right, God. So this is, this is a cool thing because Marianne talked about this. It's all about relationship, right? Faith comes from relationship. And what ends up happening is we lean to our own understanding, which isn't a bad thing, right? But it's the fact that we'll go overboard and we'll have zero dollars in the bank account knowing bills are coming through. And God didn't even call us to do that or called me to do that. I don't know about you. If he told you to do that, listen to him. Right? But he, he, he told me about sacrifice. So I was like, all right, God, so what's, what do you want me to sacrifice? He's like, Wednesdays you're allowed to come in late because you stay here late. I don't want you to do that. I want you to come in early. And, uh, and you know what? I felt so much peace behind it. And then he was like, but you know what this means, right? And I was like, what does this mean, Jesus? He's like, you can't go to the gym in the morning. And it broke my heart because I've been going to the gym every single day. And I lost pounds. I lost like 20 pounds. Right? Come on. Give me a hand. Somebody. Thanks, Danny. Pro. Love you. A lot of sacrifice in there. So anyway, so, so I felt so much better, right? But then my heart was convicted. It was, do I go to the gym or do, do I go where God told me to go? And he told me to come to work. And, um, and, and that really was not hard for me. And I thought it was going to be super hard for me. And I realized that I am actually complete in him that I am secure in him, 
that if I miss one day of the gym, I'm not going to gain those 20 pounds back. Right? Bless you. And, and, and I, I, I love that so much. Like, I love how because I didn't miss one day, I get all that stuff back. And, and I feel like God wants to release you right now that, that if you... Uh, that if you had sin, if you, if you had done something that you consider sin, that doesn't take away his sacrifice. That doesn't take away his goodness. That doesn't make you less of a son or less of a daughter. If anything, it's an opportunity to, for him to come close to you. It's an opportunity. And I think Paul in Corinthians says that, should we keep on sinning so we can experience more of his glory? And that was obviously rhetorical, <laughs> right? But because you got separated from him, right? Because that's what sin, sin means. It means to be separated from God. That doesn't mean that he loves you any less. He just wants you to have, to be stable, to have that balanced ground, to use the channel locks right in the middle, to be used for what you need to be used where you are right here, right now. Are you with me? Right, so that sacrifice leads to an open heaven. So all that, all that to say, like, Alex right now is sacrificing for us. He just worshiped his life away, and he's still up here standing. So can we just give him a hand? <laughs> you with me? All right, cool. So to give you a quick disclosure, I am super real. <laughs> so I have to ask you guys for permission. Can I be myself with you guys? Can I be Rafael Gutierrez? Can I be God's beloved son in whom he's well-pleased? Can I be Rafa, the guy that might have sinned yesterday, but he hasn't left me? <laughs> Come on, he's actually closer because I chose to lean to him rather than to my own understanding. And is that not faith? I mean, come on, what, what really is faith? We've been learning about faith these, these past couple of weeks, and we learned these awesome Greek words and, and, and Hebrew words, and they're amazing. And it's cool because I can't logically understand them some of the times because they're so big, but my heart catches it. Isn't that funny? that we don't have to understand everything, but our heart can catch it all. And isn't it good that that's okay? <laughs> that we don't have to hit the fact, we don't have to hit our brain. Oh, come on, that's, it is okay. Come on, Ms. Debbie. I love you so much. All right, this all ties in together. Stay with me, okay? So faith, I just went on Google. Faith, complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And there's something about being complete. Come on. There's something about being complete. Like, I, I, I play video games sometimes. My wife doesn't like it, but that's okay. She's in Chicago right now, so <laughs> she's good. She'll probably hear this teaching later and say, babe, why'd you do that? Right? But, but I can't play my video game if I'm only 50%. Are you with me? Literally, I try, it says ready to play, and I hit it, and it's like, well, you're not done yet. And I'm like, this is horrible. Like, why would you lie to me? Right? Or like, you can't drive your car if it's not completely finished. Come on. Are you with me? Right? And so this is the part that I love is being complete. So like, the, the purpose of you meeting Jesus or meeting God or, or meeting this guy that, that people talk about all the time is so you can be complete. So you can be a complete car. So you can be 100% complete. Come on. Come on. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? So you can be stable. Come on. So you can be stable. So there would be no disease, no dis-peas. Uh, dis-peas. This is my accent coming out. Help me, Holy Spirit. 
this peace. <laughs> Are you with me? He is here not to just take you to heaven, but for you to be complete right here, right now. And the cool thing is he's the only one that knows how to do that, right? So are you going to lean to yourself or are you going to lean to him? That's it, right? That's the choice. And and the reason I keep talking about this leaning was because uh, a month ago I had no idea that I was going to be teaching about faith, but God was like, hey, let let me tell you about faith. What a coincidence we would say that, right? There's no such thing as a coincidence. (laughs) He's a smart dude. He's so smart. So anyway, so a month ago, he was like, hey, do you want to learn about faith? And I had a choice. And I said, sure, Holy Spirit. The thing is that you, when you say sure to Holy Spirit, he gives you a little piece. He doesn't give you the whole picture. And I'm actually really happy he didn't give me the whole picture or else I wouldn't have said sure. Right? So I'm, I'm, I'm learning about faith. And I'm like pushing in, pushing in. And, and, and it's funny because the minute that I was like, God, I want to learn about faith, I felt like I had no faith. <laughs> I, I felt incomplete the next day. I was like, what is going on, man? You're supposed to, you left me. You left me here. Like, what's what's going on? And and so I, I I struggled all week. I'm like, God, I don't have faith. Like, everything's going wrong. I feel unstable. I don't feel complete. And he asked me this question every single day. He was like, Hey, do you want to lean into my my? He would say bosom. I don't know why. I don't use the word bosom. I don't know what that even means. He was like, But do you want to lean into my chest? Right? We were worshiping. He came. He gave me a word. And I was like, That sounds good, God. That sounds good leaning into your, your, your whatever. And, uh, and then he was like, he would just stay quiet. How many of you guys ask God a question and then, or you give him a response and he doesn't say anything back? Come on, am I the only one? Two of us. Okay, cool. Thanks, Gabby. Thanks. I love you. Hey, oh, PC, Pastor Kathy. Woo, woo. Love you so much. So I'm like, God, you're not answering to me. It must be because I'm a sinner. I must have done something wrong. What are my doors? Let me check myself. Let me brush myself off. And then I'm like, God, I still feel incomplete. I don't feel stable. Like, what is wrong with me? And, and then it'll be the next day, exact same thing. He's like, hey, do you want to lean into my bosom? And I'm like, that sounds so good, God. And then, and then nothing would happen. <laughs> I would still feel unstable. So guess what I do again? What door did I open? God, what, what, it would shake myself off. What have I been watching? Who have I been in contact with? It must be my wife. That's a lie. My wife is so full of faith. Oh, my gosh. She literally looked at me. She was like, what is wrong with you, Rafa? You're a man full of faith. You know Jesus died for your faith. What is wrong with you? And I'm like, I am a sinner. This is right. Isn't it the worst when, when you're already believing a lie and then a fake truth, which is a lie, shows up and it confirms the lie that you're believing? Did that make sense? I feel like I rapped to you right now, you know, but, but it, isn't that the worst? When you're already believing a lie, something comes in that confirms that lie and you're like, it's true. And so we put all our time and all our energy and all I feel the anointing, all the time, all the energy into that lie. And that lie gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And then our faith gets smaller and smaller and smaller. Come on, Miss Colleen and I, just you and I. That's why you're an usher. We love you. You're awesome. And so, you know, my wife is like, you're a man full of faith. Come on, don't you know Jesus died for you? And I'm like, cool. Like, she's giving me all this truth. And I still feel incomplete. <laughs> I still feel unstable. How many of you guys, don't raise your hand on this one, but felt that way, right? That's, that's okay. You're, I'm letting you know that's okay. You're not crazy, right? So this is, by this time, it's Wednesday. It's, uh, I'm close to my day off. Same thing. Thursday, same thing. So Thursday after work, I'm like, I know what my problem is. I have not been worshiping hard enough. 
I have not been in my secret closet. You know what? We moved from Culpeper to Manassas. Can I get a whoop whoop? Because I'm not driving two hours. Thank you, Jesus Christ. He's a good God. You know, as I look back at it, I'm like, I had faith the whole time. Like, what's wrong with me? Right? So, so I'm like, they took away my prayer closet. Because we kind of shrunk down a little bit. And I had a prayer closet in Culpeper. I needed one there. And, uh, and I'm like, my prayer closet's gone. That's the problem. That's what's wrong with me. Come on, man. I'm, there's, there's something wrong with me. So I, I, I was like, I need to find a prayer closet. The problem is <laughs> my prayer closet is full of shoes and, and, and all these nice outfits that my wife bought me. And uh, she thought shopping would fix my problem. And, uh, and I got these shoes on sale. If you know me, I love shoes. Come on. Can I get a whoop whoop? Come on. And, uh, and so anyway, so, so I can't fit in my prayer closet. So I'm like, it's true. I, I, the sins I've done, they're, they're too big for me to fit in my closet. And then I can't go into the bathroom because obviously my wife needs to come in there and I can't kick her out. And um, <laughs> can you imagine that? Hey, babe, I got to use the bathroom. Get out of here. I'm worshiping. <laughs> go downstairs. Go, out, go to McDonald's. No, she likes Starbucks. Okay, so, so I couldn't use the bathroom. So I'm like, oh, my gosh, God, there is something wrong with me. Like, nothing's opening up for me. None of the doors. And then he was like, how about we hang out in the bedroom? I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's, that's so intimate i like that a lot so i get this little bench you know and uh we have a little bar stool now so i get this my little bar stool and i'm walking in and jackie's like babe what are you doing why are you taking my decor and i'm like i can't tell you right now i'm oh you don't understand and uh how many of you guys feel like people just don't understand you when you're trying to okay all right it's just me so i i, I went in there i have my stool i'm sitting down i i i have, I have my bible and and I'm worshiping God. I have some Eddie James. It sounds just like Alex. And uh, it's like, let it rain, let it rain. And I'm like, yes, Lord, rain over my sins, over my soul, over my doors, over my, over my atmospheres, over my negative thinking, over, over my self-hatred, over all this stuff. Lord, like, just rain on it, rain on it. And this awesome, like, I saw a vision. How many of you guys know that your imagination is actually where God comes and talks to you? But we've been saying imagination so long that we feel like there's no power there. But really, that's where God wants to come and speak to you at. Are you with me? Okay, so just like Pastor Rebecca, I had a feeling. I, I saw it with my eyes closed. I saw his face just come into my room. And, and I put my head on his head. And, and he, come on, it takes faith. It takes faith. It, it takes it takes believing, having, having no doubt that I saw that in my heart. And you know how I know that? Because it felt good. I felt different. I didn't feel the same. And so I see him face to face and, and he's like, I love you. And he's, he's giving me this revelation. And, and Pastor Babette had given me a word uh, like a week ago, that time that I was going through something wrong. How many of you guys know that there's people assigned to you, giving you words, and you should probably read them every day? They're from God, right? So I, my problem was I was only reading it every other day. Come on, man. Being a Christian 101, read your word every day. Are you still with me? Right, so I'm in there, and, and he's telling me about this word. And Do you guys want me to tell you about the word? Okay, cool. All right, we're, we're family. It's good. So the word was like, don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. Stay focused on God. Come on, right? The first time I read it, I was like, this is, this is great. I like this a lot. It makes me feel good. And, uh, but I didn't ask God what the word meant. What's wrong with me? And, uh, and so he's telling me, like, hey, this is what the word means. And I was like, let's talk about it. And he's like, but don't look to your left. Don't look to your right. 
And, and, and the vision that I got was me marrying Jesus, right? And it's awesome because to my left and to my right was my people that I love. You, you don't invite people to your wedding that you don't love. That's awkward. They might crash your party, but that's okay. So you look to your left, and I have family members that I love so much and friends and people that I care about. And to my right, I have the same, uh, the same thing. And guess what? <laughs> I don't care about them. <laughs> I care about you. I love you. But during this time where I'm getting married to Jesus, no matter how much I love them, no matter how much I want to change them, no matter how much I want to fix their problems, no matter how much I want them to know how much I love them, right now it's not about them. Right now it is about me and my Jesus, my God, getting married. How silly would it be if we're, we're getting married right now? Imagine yourself walking down here and you stop and you're like, hey, I feel like this is my wedding right now. I paid thousands of dollars, but I, I you're codependent. I got I to take care of you. I, you need money? Here you go. Let me, let me give you some. You, you, does that make sense? Come on. But we do that every day, right? God's like, hey, you're marrying me. We're having intimacy right now. It's not about them right now. There's nothing wrong with that. You still love them, but your eyes should be focused on me, the person that's going to marry you. Come on, right? The cool thing is I have a veil on, right? So I'm walking down and I'm like, let's go with it. I'm a, I'm a, don't, don't get it twisted, okay? Because I am a manly man, all right? I'm in the army. I eat steak. I, I shoot, I shoot guns. <laughs> I can fix stuff. <laughs> Come on, are you with me? But at this moment, God wants me to be a bride. So put my white ground on. Come on. You with me? I look pretty. Now I know why you ladies dress up. You just feel good, you know what I mean? So anyway, so I'm spotless. I'm walking down. I have a veil on. And I, <laughs> and I get up there. <laughs> uh, remember, this is all in my imagination. <laughs> but it's real. I mean, you guys are laughing at this. It means it's real. So it's cool because for a while I thought that. The, and then he started. Okay. So let me finish it. So I get up there, I get up to the steps, and, and I, see, I see Jesus, I see God, he's with me. And I have a veil on, and he's like, hey, but like, I want to let you know that the veil that you have on isn't because I'm ashamed of you. It isn't because I'm hiding you. It's because I'm the only one that's supposed to take that veil off. And, you, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about Moses and how Moses in the Bible, you know, the guy that let people out of the promised land. He, if you've seen the movie, he hit the stick. and it, You with me? All right, cool. If you're not, watch the movie and then read the Bible so you know the real story. Right? So Jesus, uh, Moses goes up on the mountain. He, he did the same thing I did. I just did it better. But he saw, he saw God face to face. <laughs> and he saw God face to face. And his face was, Moses' face was radiating glory. Right? Isn't that, how many of you guys would want to radiate glory? Offer your, isn't that good? I like that a lot, right? Like, what would happen? Man, you would never need a light, a flashlight. Okay, so anyway, so I, um, he walks down the mountain. He has all this glory. And he, he, he goes up to all the people that used to be slaves. And he's like, do you want this glory? And they were like, no, it's too, it's too much. You know what? Cover it up. Put a veil on. This is the part that got me. Why did Moses cover up? Come on, baby. Love you. Why, why did he cover up? Was it because he was ashamed of the glory? Was he ashamed of spending time with God? Or was it because it was just too much glory for these people that have never encountered God? <laughs> and it was actually freaking them out 
Are you with me? Okay, cool. So God was telling me, he's like, hey, but you have a veil on right now, and it's actually a sign of intimacy. That veil is just as powerful as the glory. Because all of those Israelites that were there, they knew that the reason he had that veil on is because he was spending time with God. Come on, are you with me? Are you with me? And this is the part that I love, right? As soon as I got up there, this is what he did in front of all the people that I choose that I chose not to focus on because I was so focused on Jesus. He brought me up here, he turned me to the crowd, and he took my veil off. And then he's like, I'm the one that's telling you who to go and touch. I'm the one that's sending you to these people. And it's not because I'm ashamed of you. It's because you're supposed to be in intimacy with me. And that takes so much faith. Like, like really, intimacy comes, faith, faith comes because you spend time with God. You become what? What's the word? Complete. Are you with me? So I'm still in my bedroom. And this is the part that you're going to laugh at me about. I hope you laugh or else it's awkward. I'm still in there and all this, this whole vision comes. I get this revelation and I still feel bad. I still feel incomplete. How many of you guys have gotten a revelation or have gotten a good word or came to church and been like, I feel free, I feel peace. And then you go home and it feels like, come on, it feels, yeah, falling apart. That's a better word than what I was going to use on Jesus how many of you guys feel that way right two of us that's awesome I love that not Alex <laughs> he worships right so I still feel bad and uh I'm still on my bar stool this is the worst part <coughs> guess who walks into my door my wife and uh I could have blamed her I could have been like it's because of you you God gave me you and you're ruining my revelation. I picked up on your atmospheres and your lies. You didn't hold me, you know. You remember yesterday, you told me to get the groceries and I didn't want to. I could have done all that. I could have made excuses, but I would have taken my eyes off of my Jesus, my God. The one that's trying to make me complete. The one that made me complete. This is the best part. He was like, hey, bud, do you want to take a shower? I was like, but I'm clean. I don't need to. And he's like, you, you should go take a shower. And uh, I had a choice. Let me of you guys have choices every day. Come on. If you don't, I don't know where you live. So God was like, go, go and take a shower. So I go in there. I'm like, whatever. I'm clean anyways, Lord. My hair's perfect. And, uh, and I, I'm, I'm going to say this. I love when my hair gets messed up because somebody is hugging me and holding me. And they rub my head. Come on, there, there's something about being okay that, that God rubs you. The things that you think are supposed to be perfect. And he messes them up because you're being intimate with him. Are you with me? Come on. And I actually got that revelation like not that long ago. Uh, I was in the back and, and Kristen was, was talking to me. I, I didn't feel good like physically. And, uh, and Kristen comes and she just, she just um, grabs me and she just rubs my head. And the first thing that went through my head was, oh, my hair. I was like, what are you guys going to think about my hair? Like, Pastor Kathy always says my hair is so slick, not one, not one little hair out of place. Check it. Come on, Jesus. Thank you. He gave me this head. All right. So, so but that thought went through my head, and I was like, who cares? I am getting loved on by a new mama. 
She's about to have her baby suit. And I was like, man, like, this is great. I feel so loved. Who cares if what my perfectly good looking hair looks like? I just felt loved. Man, I feel like that's what Jesus wants to do with you right now. He wants to mess up the things that you've been trying to keep perfect because he wants to love you. Because he cares more about loving you than he does about your perfect hair. He loves you more than, than what you think about what a perfect marriage should look like. He loves you more than what you think you should look like. That's good. Being made complete, that is faith. So I get in the shower and uh, I'm, I'm taking the shower and, and he, uh, he, he asked me a question. Actually, no, that's a lie. I, uh, before the question, I, I do this thing that I haven't done in a while. But Pastor Abel actually taught me this. He said, every time he takes a shower, he remembers when he got water baptized. And I was like, yo, that's amazing. I'm keeping that one, you know? And I put it in my pocket. So I gave it to you, and it's free, okay? So I'm taking a shower, and I'm remembering my baptism. And my baptism is so cool. And your baptism is cool, too. Don't worry. But my baptism, we were at camp. We were in the wild, Come on, right? In the wild, it's beautiful. There's mountains, there's lakes. Like, it's awesome. So, so we actually make a trip. We go into this, um, into the lake, and it's Pastor Abel and Taylor Nalepa, and uh, and just my two mentors, the two these two men that I love. And I and I go into the water, and and I had already gotten baptized before, um, but I felt like God was like, let's get rebaptized. Like, you got baptized before because somebody told you it's a good idea to get baptized, which it is a good idea to get baptized. But now you know the full meaning of baptism. And, uh, and I was like, cool. So I go in there, I get in the water and, uh, and I tell them, I'm like, Hey, like, hold me down at least, at least two minutes. I was like, hold me down there. Like whatever I have on me and he's die. It needs to be with these fish. And guess what they do? They really hold me down there. So like <laughs> they put me down there all the, <laughs> by like a minute and 15, all the kids are like, can you imagine that? All right, ready, ready. We're going to try it. We're going to try it. That's a long time, right? Imagine, right? So all the kids are like, He's, I'm not getting baptized. I'm not, I'm not going out there. They're going to drown me. They're going to kill me. And they didn't even make it to two minutes because they were so worried. That, so the kids, I'm sorry, hold on. I got, I got to take you there. So the kids, they're all like, whoa, Rafa, are you getting baptized? I hear them as I go underwater, and then I don't hear anything. And, and, and Abel and, and Taylor were both like, it's, it's too quiet. <laughs> and they bring me back up. And I just hear, oh, he's alive. Thank you, Jesus. Right? That's, anyway, so that's what I'm thinking about while I'm in the shower. <laughs> I'm, being bapti- uh, I'm being baptized again as I'm taking a shower. And uh, <laughs> I'm being made complete. And as I'm being baptized, I'm like, God, I just thank you that. That I am dead just how, uh, uh, everything that I have is dead just how you died and then everything that's good is brought back to life just how you were i thank you god that as i was water baptized the holy spirit fell on me again (laughs) brand new and you call me your beloved son in whom i'm well pleased so i'm thinking about this in my shower there's no mountains there's no lake there's no little fishes right it's just me in my shower and my head and shoulders messing up my perfectly good hair and um and as i'm in there guess what question i hear again Hey, Rafa, do you want to lay in my bosom? By this time, I got smart. I knew what bosom meant. It meant his chest. <laughs> Why didn't he just say chest? Why does he have to be so complicated? 
Is it just me that thinks this way? Thank you, Pastor Ruben. I feel better. I'm not crazy. So, so I'm like, but this is the this is the kicker. He said, "Hey, do you want to lean into my, lean into my bosom?" And I said, "Yes." I said, "Yes." I gave him a different response to what I was giving him before. Before I was like, "That sounds good. That sounds holy," but I never said yes. <laughs> what is God calling you to and you haven't said yes to? You just said, that sounds good. Or I heard that before. Or, ooh, right? No, like, but how many of you guys have said yes to what he wants you to do? I'm just giving you a tool right now. That's it. It's just a tool. I, I, just, I just want you to be closer to God. And he's asking you questions and he wants to respond. Uh, respond. Respond. And so I said yes, and the minute that I said yes, I got revelation. <laughs> I said yes. And he was like, all right, bud, this is, this is your problem. This is what's going on. You're not a sinner. <laughs> I love you so much. I never left you. I never abandoned you. But right now, you're not operating in faith. You're operating in unbelief. You are not confidently believing in me <laughs> or in the things that I'm telling you to do. And it was that easy. There was a switch in my heart about that. Are you with me? There's something about being confident in the thing that he's telling you to do. And you know what? You will still feel a little afraid, but you shouldn't after a while because he'll come in and engulf all of that because there's no fear in perfect love. Are you with me? All right, cool. We still get on? Oh, man, I'm over time. All right, I'm going to share. Thank you guys for the sacrifice that leads to open heavens. So I'm going to share John, and then I guess we're going to close up. Is that okay? Whatever. How do you guys feel? I never... Are you guys good? All right, give me a thumbs up if you want to stay a little later. If you don't want to stay a little later, feel free to go home. I love you. All right, cool. So I'm going to read this right here. It's John 1. And it's cool because we're talking about baptism, right? So in the beginning, the word already existed. Say existed. The word was with God and the word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through him. And nothing was created except through him. The word gave life, say life, to everything that was created. Are you created? Then you have life. Do you want to commit suicide? You shouldn't because you have life. (laughs) Are you with me? You are full of life. Are you angry? You shouldn't be. You are full of life. Are you depressed? You shouldn't be. You're full of life. I think the problem is that you haven't experienced that life yet. Because he's waiting for you to say yes. (laughs) You with me? Okay. And his life brought light to everyone. And that light, say that light, that life, come on, shines in the darkness. And the darkness can never extinguish it. And God sent a man, John the Baptist. This is what I love about John. Guess what John did with Jesus? Not John the Baptist, John the disciple. Guess what he did? He laid in God's bosom, in Jesus' bosom. Isn't that good? <laughs> I, I, I thought that rocked me. I don't know about you. Okay. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. 
But to all who believe him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. Come on. Are you a child? Yes. To God. Oh, my gosh. I need to tell you that right now. You are a child to God. I know you have a mama. I know you have a daddy. But you are a child of God. They are reborn, not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human and made his home among us. You are worthy of him living inside of you. You need to know that. If you haven't received Jesus in your heart, you need to know that he is dying to live in there. Before I even had faith, before I was even complete, when I was getting ready to actually commit suicide in my life, that's when I was like, God, I said the F word, and he came into my heart immediately. He was waiting. For 18 years, he was waiting. Through all the dumb stuff that I did, he was waiting. It didn't phase him. It didn't bother him. He was like, I am ready to be for you to be a perfect home for me, Rafa. I am waiting for your response. I am waiting for your yes. And this is my favorite thing. I said the F word. I didn't say holy, holy. I didn't say Jesus, I give you my sins. I didn't say that. I was real with him. I told him how I felt and what I needed, and he responded. Mm. Come on, are you with me? And I didn't even know about faith. (laughs) This This is the part that gets me. Stop unqualifying yourself because you haven't read the whole Bible. Stop unqualifying yourself. I love you so much, and you need to know that he just wants your yes. And he doesn't care how big or how small your faith is. He's the one that makes you complete. He's the one that was pursuing me when I felt incomplete. He was the one that was pursuing me even though I was believing all these lies. He was pursuing me more than I was pursuing him, and I was pursuing him pretty hard. I think I was actually pursuing him a little too hard. I was trying to get in there by works rather than the response. But it's okay. I didn't, I didn't know I was doing that, you know. It's okay. But you are a good home. You are a good home. And because you are a good home, your home home should be a good home. But it, it works with you understanding that you are a good home first. You can't change the outside without changing your inside. And that's okay because he's the one that's supposed to make you complete. Not your wife, not your husband, not your mom, not a preacher, not not whatever I am. <laughs> He's the one that's supposed to make you complete. That is, that's faith. Come on. So the word became human and made his home among us. First of all, I just got to say, so the word became human. Like, I know we talk about Greek and all that stuff, but that, that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> How a word became human. Okay. And, and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love. Are you failing in love? Good. He is full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds. This is, this is my point. This is the part that, that really started this whole thing. John testified about him when he shouted to the crowds. This is the one I was talking about when I said, someone is coming after me. I love that because John, the Baptist, was shouting to the crowds. 
was shouting to the crowds. And you read it yourself. The word, which was Jesus, became human. That means he lost. He didn't lose. He chose not to put on God at that moment. Right? So he's a human, just like you and I. I just need to know, do you know how to get to my house? Do you guys know how to get to my house? Yes or no? No, you've never been invited, right? So, but you're human. That's why you don't know. If you had God on you, you would probably ask him. He'll give you a prophetic word, give you a vision. You'll show up at my house with pizza. Right? How did Jesus find John if he was a human? He didn't have a map. He didn't have GPS. How did Jesus find him? Are you with me? John cried. He shouted for years. He cried for years to the point where he didn't care about anything else. He didn't care about his diet or the way he looked or probably the way he smelled. All he cared about was crying out for Jesus. Like that to me takes so much faith. That you don't care what your life looks like. You don't care what you're sacrificing, what you're losing. All you want to do is cry out for Jesus. And this is the part that I love. Jesus comes after you. (laughs) He came after John the Baptist. And he didn't have a map. (laughs) He didn't have GPS. So what brought John the Baptist to him? Like, what what brought Jesus to John the Baptist? Come on. So I, I think what I'm trying to give you here is I'm giving you a perspective that when we're here worshiping and we're calling out for Jesus... We're not calling out to the air. We're calling out to Jesus. And he's going to come after us. In your life, he's going to come after you. What are you speaking to your finances? Are you speaking out, crying out for Jesus? Or are you negatively speaking to your finances saying, I have no money, I'm never going to make it. I'm single, I'm never going to find a person. My kids are evil, they're never going to change. I hate my parents, they're never going to change. Man, if my pastor could just say another word. Man, if the worship team could just play the song I want, what are you shouting out? What are you shouting out into the atmosphere? And what is coming after you? Is it Jesus? Come on, don't don't feel condemned. I'm just trying to tell you the truth. Right? John cried out. Jesus didn't have a map. And he found John the Baptist. How much more can Jesus find you now that he is fully God? That the Holy Spirit fell on him. Yeah. Um, okay. For real, for real. This is, don't give me no more time. This is the last point. <laughs> when Jesus did come after John, he said, uh, John, John was crying out for Jesus, crying out for Jesus. And then Jesus showed up and Jesus was like, hey, John, you baptize me. And guess what John's response was? You're supposed to baptize me, Jesus. And Jesus said, no, it's the other way around. (laughs) Do you understand? He spent years crying out for Jesus, and Jesus told him what to do. (laughs) And John the Baptist was going to blow it all away. (laughs) Because Jesus' response, Jesus' response didn't look like John's response. It didn't look like his plan. Are you with me? What have you been crying out for for Jesus? And he's right there in front of you trying to give it to you because you already made an idea in your head what it should look like. You're disqualifying yourself. Come on. And you're actually stopping a revelation from falling down. Are you with me? Yeah. Because literally, Jesus wouldn't have been baptized (laughs) underwater. And the Holy Spirit wouldn't have descended on him if John disqualified himself. 
But it takes faith to say, okay. It takes faith to say yes. It takes full confidence to say, okay, Jesus, this is what you want me to do. I, I don't even know if I believe it, but say the F word and you, you know, you be real with him. And then revelation comes down and the world is changed. And then people are born again. So just thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Okay, everybody stand up. We're going to do a quick activation. That's the only reason I made Alex stay up there. <laughs> I love you. All right, so first what we're going to do is you're, you're going to put your hand on your heart. I am uh, put on your hand on your heart person as well. And you're going to say, hey, Jesus, what have you been trying to tell me take a second to hear what he wants to tell you alright and then you're going to give him a response what is your response what he wanted to tell you And if you can't hear anything, say it out loud. I am a good home and the owner wants to speak to me. And if you don't know the owner right now, you can say, hey, Jesus, come into my home. Come into my heart. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know what it feels like. But I'm saying the F word and I'm letting you in. Same thing, if you're, if, I don't know if I'm being recorded, so if you're online, same thing. Unless you're driving. Don't close your eyes. Yeah, just give them that response. You're a good home. You're a good home. Okay. Now, what you're going to do is there's a person next to you, you're just going to put your hand on their shoulder or, or just somewhere if they say it's okay. Come on. Find somebody. Find somebody. We will, we will stop the move of God if not everybody has somebody. <laughs> it's not about you. We already did you. Have faith. Have confidence. I don't care how old you are. I love you. Good. There's a smile. I love you. Somebody get pop. Love you, pop. Thanks, Miss Donna. There you go. Thank you, Jesus. You're good. going to transfer that to them. You're just going to impart that goodness to them because you are a good home. You are a good home. You're not trying to control them. 
You're giving them that goodness. You're letting them feel peace. You're letting them feel something real. And the pressure isn't on you. It's on God. It's on Jesus. It's his yoke. Just feel his goodness. Don't think about it. Just feel it. Just feel it. healing, whether that person tells you or not, you just transfer healing, whatever that looks like, just give them healing, have confidence in that healing, and if you don't believe, so just say, I believe, I don't care what my brain thinks, I don't care what my heart thinks, I, I believe that this person receives healing, whether it's for right now or later, if it's healing for the heart or if it's physical healing, just give them healing, give them healing. Give them healing. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. All right. Oh, okay. Good job. Keep it simple. Whatever you felt, whatever you got, that's real. That's what you take to the bank. That's what you write down. (laughs) And that's what you build on. Um, So I just want to tell you guys, thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for sacrificing. Because it leads to open heavens. And uh, and if you felt anything or or you did get healing, (laughs) try it out. And come tell me. I love to hear testimonies. Yeah, so Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. We love these people, and we love you. Amen.